Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to You Know It's Fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in professional wrestling. Of course, my name is Brian Breaker. Thank you for checking out my podcast once again, episode one. I got a lot of great feedback on. Um, it was great, you know, getting to, to chop it up with my buddy Jack Gamble, tell some stories, some stories that we have never told before, you know, and um, and, and it's great for me to kind of get to relive those stories again after, you know, because I'll, I'll record it. Then I actually listened to it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about talking about that. You know, we talked about dealing with injuries and, and you know, finances and not having any money and, you know, just all the things that you deal with in pro wrestling. Um, so big thank you to Jack Gamble for being my very first guest. But now we've got to talk about who's guest number two. And uh, you, if you're listening to this, you've already read the episode description, I'm sure. It's Aaron Anders. Um, I have known Aaron Anders since probably about 2013 and started getting acquainted with him at that time. You know, he Aaron trained at OVW, um, and me and him connected on a lot of ways because he was a massive fan of professional wrestling. You know, as, as they oftentimes say, he eats, sleeps, and breathes the business much like me. And I think when you meet someone like that who has that same passion you have, you, you, you connect so much better. And, and not only that, we connected on other things. I remember very specifically at some random show in Sperry, Oklahoma, and I don't remember who brought it up, but one of us brought up Battle Dome, and the other one was like, "Do you like Battle Dome?" And if you guys don't remember Battle Dome, it was just this American Gladiators esque show back in you know the early two thousands that was on at like two a.m. So very few people remember it, but when you find someone like like Aaron who who does remember, it's like you know you kind of connect on it. It's kind of fun. So you know I've seen I've seen uh, Aaron you know deal with a lot in the wrestling business from injuries to travel, to sleeping in his car, to doing anything he can for an opportunity. And I've seen him I've seen him have some good moments, but I've also seen this business kick him in the nuts a few times as well. And we're going to get into, uh, into a lot of that. So I'm I'm excited for everyone to kind of hear Aaron's story, hear some maybe some stuff you don't know about him because that's what I want this show to be about. I want you to to, you know, understand who these people really are what we deal with in real life, you know, because there's a lot of good moments in wrestling. There's also a lot of bad moments in wrestling. And I think that's kind of part of the journey, right? I think sometimes the bad moments mold us into who we are and how we deal with them, things of, of that nature. So I'm excited for everyone to get to hear it. So I'm going to put a little pause here for this intro and we're going to get into the interview on You Know It's Fake Right with Aaron Anders. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with the man who was once known as the predicament, one of my best friends in pro wrestling, Aaron Anders. Aaron, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much, man. You know, just taking 2020 in stride. Well, you know, by the time this drops, it'll be 2021, so I'm hoping this is all just a big distant memory, right? Yep. January 1st, 2021, it's when all of this goes away, and we just, (laughs) you know... We get to we get to start living living normal again. Right, crossed. So. Hopefully, hopefully it's been a, it's been an interesting time. Actually, as many times as we podcasted, we've never done it over Skype. This is a first. I know. I mean, most of the time we're in. Well, I have actually been in the studio with you guys before, but and but most of the time I'm in you know your rolling podcast vehicle. <laughs> we've done a few <laughs> interesting ones. Yeah, like. Uh, the the t- t- I mean I don't know we actually did this like brief WCW like retrospective type show, um I, for a few episodes we, we did that in like parking lots of Arby's and shit like people had we, to we be did. wondering what the hell was going on. Yeah, I remember that. I think we did one like before a show. So. Sure. It's like hey, we got to talk about Starcade '89. We'll be right back. <laughs> for sure. Hey, Lex Luger. He was the man, <laughs> dude. That was that was the funniest thing about that because like before that, if you had asked both of us, we'd have said, "Oh, Sting's definitely way better." 
that we yeah. watched all the way up to probably about 1990. And it's like, dude, Lex Luger was the man. He was way better than Sting. It just oh, no one, oh, no one appreciated sure. him. No, not at all. So just, it's, it's always funny. Like that's, that's one thing, you know, with everything that's going on is like, I've been watching different kinds of wrestling and I just appreciate people completely more or in different ways now in, in hindsight. So. so talking about watching different kinds of wrestling. So I, uh, I don't, I haven't been watching as much wrestling and I kind of was like, I want to watch something different, you know, cause I think it's always fun to watch something different. Well, I found out on impact plus you, if you subscribe, you get all of the NWA TNA weekly pay-per-views on there. Oh, nice. So I subscribed and of course the first month is free. And so I've watched so far the first two of the weekly pay-per-views. Um, okay. a, a big reason was I remember I watched the very first one. And at the time I was in high school, my mom's like, well, you can't order all of these. I'm like, well, I'll pay for them. She goes, well, I don't want to give up the TV every week. I'm like, oh, okay. So I would kind of order them sporadically, but you're not really following the story when that happens. And uh, yeah. so I've been kind of going through and watching these NWA TNA pay-per-views. Some of it's good. Some of it ages like really badly. But I, I feel like that's just wrestling in general. Yeah. So. Well, like they do like a lingerie um, battle royal where they all come out in pajamas and you have to like pull them out of their pajamas. And it's just like, this is even then, even when I was a adolescent high school kid, that seemed so weird to me, you know, now looking at it, it's like, this is way weirder than I even remember. I, I mean, are we, are we supposed to forget Eric Bischoff and the HLA? So. <laughs> right. So bizarre. Yeah. Uh, weird. Wrestling's weird. Wrestling's yeah. weird, but but that's why that's why we're talking now. So <laughs> right, uh, yeah, and that's the thing is like you know I I that's one thing I I always have in common with every guest on here. It's like without wrestling, what what's the likelihood we would have even met in person? At zero. Right, so. a zero. Um, you obviously I know you're you're from Arkansas, and uh, early on I know that you did your training actually at OVW, and when I found that out, that's when I felt like. And this is not a knock on Oklahoma guys. I think some people may take it that way. I don't mean it that way, but I felt like you were different because you did try to get something as with your training as opposed to just taking the bare minimum like some of them did. You went out there and, and sought good training at a reputable school. Oh, well, well, I appreciate that. I mean, it, it was one of those things where, I mean, if – for, for people, you know, like our age and everything, it was just like, you know, find a reputable school. And I mean, at the time, the, the head trainer at OBW was Nick Dinsmore, Eugene from WWE. And I mean, I was just like, shit, here's this guy that I, you know, was watching on TV. Like, uh, I'm also that, that guy who knows like just absolutely like how talented Nick Dinsmore is like outside of just the Eugene character. But I was like, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to train with somebody like, train there and then also you know it's a place where they run weekly television and run shows and you know you can you can learn how to to wrestle for tv there as well as you know learning great fundamental basics and and i think good training like that is so so important early on in your career to get the right type of guidance starting out and not to mention that i mean you were talking about reputable schools there's not that many i don't feel like there's a handful but they're few and far between I mean, as especially like living in Arkansas. I mean, it, it was. Gonna, I mean, there's there's nothing nothing nearby. I was gonna have to move. I mean, honestly, I think I think where Harley's would have been would have been closer for me. But I I decided to end up going to uh, OVW, which is interesting because had you went to WLW, I would have probably met you. Funny story. Um, I had moved back from um, OVW. And really, the first time I ever saw you was your going away show. Okay. Cause Springfield, I, cause I went, right? Yes, because I, I went up there initially to just be like, see if I could make contact with anybody from WLW and like talk about training and like, because they weren't always the best at getting back like with an email or a phone call. Sure. So I, f- I figured if I went up there and then it ended up being like, you know, your, your going away show and then, you know, after after what happened and then I end up meeting you in, in Oklahoma. So, yeah. And, and we, we, I felt like even though I, when I talked to you, I knew you were obviously a big wrestling fan and a lifelong fan and stuff, but I felt like it was also like oddball things that we were both into that kind of made us like, I remember like you or me, one of the two, I can't remember who it was. One of us referenced battle dome 
and the other one's like, you like Battle Dome? Like, yep. <laughs> that, just that stupid, random, syndicated American Gladiators was, spinoff. And we were both so like, what? Funny. Like, it was so funny. It, I, I still remember you, like, telling me that you got, like, the DVD, like, box set of it. Right. Just like, God, like, we just need to get together and watch this sometime, so. It doesn't age and, well, if that helps at all. <laughs> no, 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 like, nothing ages well. Right. Like, is, is the thing, so. Yeah. And we, you know, obviously we, we connected on a lot of things. We were both into comics. We were both into Marvel stuff and, you know, uh, action figures, collectibles, things of that nature. So we, we became uh, pretty good buddies there. Um, but, you know, the name of the show is called, you know, it's fake, right? And what we're, what I want to do is kind of do a deep dive with people on instances where, because I think, I want to word this. When you're in the business, you get so used to people maybe talking down on wrestling or, Oh, that you do that fake stuff. And you kind of, to me, like it's easy to brush off, but we all have that one or two moments where it just, it hits you that wrong way, that wrong day. And you just get super pissed off. Um, and one, one thing that's funny about that is you say like being in the business, I just remember like more so than even like after I got into it and was doing it, it was always before like when you were like, like just you, a fan. You, telling people that I wanted to do this grow. Okay. Up, it was just like, you know, it's fake. Right. <laughs> and you know, it's just like, how do you think you can do that? Or like, it was, it was so weird. Like I, I know when we've talked about the show and like the idea and I was like, man, I don't, I don't have a ton of like negative experiences with this. Cause I mean, most of my interactions have been, Oh, that's, that's cool. Or, you know, somebody, most of mine, if, if it's a smart ass comment from somebody, it's when I actually got hurt. And they say yeah. that and we'll, we'll get into that. But I, I was thinking about it and it was honestly like before I started wrestling, it was like, this is my dream to do this. And that's when really people would put it down like that. So, and is it because like, they just assume there's no way you can do that type of thing? Maybe like, it, and the thing was, it wasn't like just family. Like I, I remember like, you know, career day or whatever it was. And it's like, you know, tell them like you're having your, like report card and they're talking at parent teacher conference and everything. And you're right. supposed to tell them like what you want to do. And I just remember like multiple times, like whoever my part, whoever my teacher was, was just like, like chuckling <laughs> about right. being just like, you know, so yeah, I guess. And that's the thing that's really defeating when you have someone like, okay, well I, like I, I remember doing that too. And the teacher saying like, okay, we well, need to put like a real career. And I'm like, but this is really what I want to do. And yeah. oh, you need like a real job. And I'm like, this is, this is it. Like, I mean, like what, what what's my backup an astronaut? Like that, come on, you know, like that's the, that's the thing that's so, I think defeating about hearing that from somebody is they look at it and they're like, Oh, there's just, this is not possible. This is not a thing when it is very possible. I know people that have done it, you know? And I think you can always look back on your own career and, and think like, well, there's, I got to like, I look at mine and like, I got to do a lot of cool stuff. I didn't go as far as I wanted to, but I do have some stories. And, and that to me is like, that's way better than just not even trying. Oh, 100%. I agree with that. And I, I, I mean, it's, I haven't gotten too like much into this, but like, I honestly do not feel like a whole lot that I did is like really worth anything in wrestling. Like, it's just like, I didn't, I should have moved if I really wanted to make it and, you know, I should have done these other things, but then it's just like, I talk to people and they're, you know, like friends and family and it's like the ones that used to like, give me, give me hell about it. And they're just like, you know, you, at least you went for it, man. Right. It's just like, you know, uh, I, I remember like waiting on a, a dude that I was, you know, went to high school with and he was just like, you know, what are you doing? I was telling him I wrestled and he was just like, man, that's, that's so cool. Like you, you were telling all of us that you're going to do that in high school. And you know, it's like, you're doing it. It's just like, you're working at a job that's flying you like across the country right now. And I'm, I'm waiting on you at the airport. It's like, I, I don't think, I don't think it's that cool, but you know, it's, it's always, you know, one of those grasses greener. Maybe he had something that he didn't go for. Sure. So, well, and I think it's also one of those things where any job, like I've never had a single job where I'm like, man, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Like I just want to do this forever and work is work. And I've always, I've always said that. And I mean, I, you know, not that I hate my job or anything like that, but it's just a job is a job. And 
that's a that's a thing because I know a lot of people that maybe wanted to to do something because I've had that experience too. I actually ran into a guy at Walmart. I want to say that I went to high school with. And he got wind that I wanted to be a wrestler, and he kind of made fun of it. Like, oh, you're going to be a wrestler? Like, come on. You're going to go out there in your underwear? And, you know, the typical comments you always get. And so I ran into him at Walmart, and I had just gotten released from NXT. And and that's another thing, too, that people don't understand. That was kind of a very hard pill to swallow um, for me. And, and the reason I say that is because this question came up a lot. Oh, so you were in WWE? I'm like, yeah. What happened? I got fired, you know, like, oh, well, why? Apparently they didn't think I was good enough. Like that's like, it's a real, it's a real dig, you know? And I don't think yeah. people meant it that way. It just still sucked to have to break that down to you, you know? And, yeah. and so I, I saw that guy and that was my first thought. It's like, he's going to be like, oh God, he's going to start digging at me. And not that, you know, he's a bully or anything. Just, you don't want to have those conversations sometimes. And he it's like, dude, I heard you're wrestling. He's like, yeah, yeah, I am. So you still doing it? It's like, yeah, I am. And I, I told him, I just left uh, you know, the developmental system for WWE, but I'm hoping to get back to Japan, which was my goal at that time. And he's like, let me tell you something. I am so jealous because that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I was like, oh, thanks. He's like, seriously, like in high school, that's what you wanted to do and you're doing it. Like, that's amazing. And I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And it really did boost my confidence because it was kind of like, huh, you know, maybe because we sometimes we have all the struggles and maybe we can't see the forest through the trees type of thing because we're dealing with our own bullshit. But here's a guy who's probably just working a regular job, whatever. And he's, and I, he got wind. I was I was wanting to do this in high school five, six, seven years later. And I actually am doing it. And to him, that's pretty cool. And so it's one of those little things where like everyone's perspective is different, you know? For sure. And I mean, it, it is one of those things like we like, I mean, as much as we try not to think about it, it's like we are so much like in our own bubble yeah. a lot of the time. Oh, big wrestling's a, they're very much your own bubble. And and especially like when, when you're doing that grind too, it's just like you, you like to think that you're part of you're part of the outside world, but it's just like you you are not a normal person when no. when you're doing when you're doing that grind. And I mean that's that's one of the things that we're gonna talk about on this episode. So Right. And and so to kind of dive into that, like as you start getting into, you know, you've trained a little bit, you know, you've sacrificed and traveled and things of that nature. Do you have any instances? Um, Cause I know one that comes to my mind is when you had that really bad ankle injury, but an instance that comes to your mind where, you know, somebody makes that little comment about wrestling or I thought all that was fake or I thought that's fake stuff. And, you but- know, like I said, most of the time I can usually let things go but every now and then someone hits me with something like, especially if I'm hurt, if I'm dealing with like a dislocated shoulder, cause I've tapped to me twice where it's like, it just hurts for weeks on end. And someone would hit me with that. Oh, I would just almost just explode because I was so pissed off. Like, you don't know what I'm dealing with type of thing. Um, honestly, the, the ankle injury was the, the first real time that I experienced it. Like when I started wrestling, uh, was having a match, caught a, caught a wrestler on a dive and, when he came down my uh my ankle or foot like with the guardrail and everything pretty much he like my my leg got caught in the the guardrail and he came down on my leg and made sure he was okay but like just the absolute it was the it was honestly one of the craziest feelings i've ever had in my life just like pain just shooting down my leg and after i asked him if, it was, if he was okay i just remember thinking in my head i was like please tell me I didn't just like Sid vicious my leg. Like yeah. I, I, I was like, I was, and I look and thankfully my, my, my ankle and leg were, were still straight. I, I still think if I was wearing like uh kick pads and shooters, uh, I, I'd be done. <laughs> like it, 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 I feel like it would have snapped. It was the, the fact that I had my, my boot tied so tight, but, um, yeah, ended up like wrestling probably like another six or seven minutes on that, and then which I'm watching that match. I remember being there. No, I had no clue you were hurt. the The funniest thing about that is my girlfriend at the time uh, was there, and my 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 mom was there as well. And she's like, "I think I think Aaron's really hurt," and she's just like, "Why?" And it's just like because he's like limping on the wrong leg. <laughs> so like. That I, I still remember like that being a thing, but yeah. So it, it started to it started to swell up. 
I tried, you know, that night to, cause I had to, I had to work the next day. Um, and I tried to, uh, get somebody to cover my shift. Nobody would cover my shift. And I ended up like calling out of work and they were just like, you know, isn't that, you know, it's the, that it's all fake though. Right. And it's just like, yes, that's why I can, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't stand on this ankle and it's, uh, you know, 50 shades of black and purple right now. So. Well, in that, in that specific instance, like you, you caught a wrestler on a dive shit happens, right? I mean, you, you can't predict like, you, you know, like, okay, I got to protect this guy, but sometimes maybe in that moment, forget to kind of protect yourself. And it's, it's just one of those things. Like we always say that it's one of those things, right? It happens. You get busted open, you get hurt. I mean, things of that nature happen in wrestling. And, and then when someone's like, Oh, you need to take off work. Like I thought that was fake stuff. Like that's stuff to make your blood boil when you hear that. Oh, it, most definitely. And then on top of that too. So I, I took, took one day off of work and then the next day I go to work and I've, I've got a, like an ankle brace on and I'm wearing, I'm wearing uh, converse instead of the, the shoes that I'm supposed to be wearing at, at work just so that I can have like more ankle support. Yeah. And my, my manager is just like, you're wearing the wrong shoes. And they're making fun of me for like how like slow it is for me to like get around. And I'm just like, do you like, do you want me to like go to the doctor and get like a note and then just like not show up to work? It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm here so that I can make money. <laughs> and also so that you guys aren't like down a person in the shift. But it's also one of those things where it's just like, you know what this doctor is going to tell me to do? N- not be on my, not be on my feet. Right. So and then the absolute crazy thing about that is, so I got, I did that. I can barely walk. And I, then I ended up driving, like I live in, I lived in Arkansas. So had the show on Saturday, <laughs> drove back from Oklahoma. I'm, I'm working in Arkansas. And then on Thursday I drive up to Indiana to go and wrestle a show. <laughs> so, I mean, and I can still like, I can still barely walk. I remember doing a seminar with, uh, with Pat Tanaka <laughs> before the thing we're taking arm drags and he was just like, are you all right? And I was like, my ankle's fucked. So sorry. I don't know if, we're, if we can cuss on this, but no, you're, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but, but that's the, yeah. that's the thing that people don't understand always about what we, what we deal with. And, and that's the thing is people like, if you go out there and wrestle in Indiana, and I don't know if you just did a seminar or a match, but you can't go out there limping, right? So you have to pretend like it doesn't hurt, which is like yeah. the total opposite of what we normally do. Well, exactly. And I mean, it was one of those things where it's just like, all right. And I mean, like you're trying to, you're, I'm trying to stand out and like get a spot, you know, in this company in Indiana. And it's just like, I am like, like maybe at 60% right now. It's like, yeah. I can't exactly, you know, do some, you know, fast paced stuff right now. I just, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, it was nuts, man. Like doing that. And then on top of that too, like, we have to look good as, as professional wrestlers, especially like when you're trying to make it. It's and an upper like body my, business kid. It is. It is. And that was, that was the thing where like, that's when I like, I've always had like problems like with fluctuating weight with wrestling, but that's when I first started to like put on weight. Cause I couldn't do cardio. Like yeah. I could get on a bike, but I couldn't like, you know, run or anything. So that, that was, a, and then, you know, just people being assholes with that and the whole fat Anders thing starting and, so, yeah, I remember that. I didn't realize that that was why, but that makes sense now why that, you know, you, you did put a little weight on, which we all do. And then people, you know, making a thing of that, which I never really, I never really got that because like, you know, I'm never going to be the guy to make fun of someone else or something like that because why be the first to throw a stone? You know, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. It's just, and the, I mean, and, and, and it's funny because the people that said it, like, or people that say it are people that have never, you know, wrestled with their shirt off or anything, right. anything like that. And it's just like, yeah. And even with me being in like bad shape, I can still outwork you. So, right. Well, and if I remember correctly around that time, you kind of had it out with the particular people that we're talking about. And then you did like a show and we all went and watched Ant-Man after. Yes. And you, I remember you were like, I'd rather just wouldn't watch Ant-Man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was a thing for a, a while too. Is just like, you know, we talk about being in that, in being in that bubble. And then it's just like, what, like, why am I here? Like, I'd much rather just like be hanging out with my friends. Like I, I, re- I remember us talking about that. Like when we were just getting frustrated with 
everything that's going on. And I mean, there's ups and downs in wrestling a lot of the times. And it's just like, man, why the hell don't I just like come up here and like hang out with you? And then right. we don't have to throw ourselves at the ground on the weekend for, you know, shit pay. It's like, it's that weird thing that we, we oftentimes use wrestling for the excuse to travel. Mm-hmm. And like just a few weeks ago, I went and saw a uh, gamble up in Eldon and I hadn't seen him in probably a year. And it was just that crazy thing of like, not going up there to wrestle, just going up there to hang out. But why not? Why not do that every now and then? You know? Yes. Yeah. It's definitely a, a very interesting business in that regard. Yes. And I'm, I'm just going to put it on the air because I know that this this guy's going to listen to it. When the world goes back to normal, I, I want the theme park trip with, with all the guys. Yes. So, like, that, that needs to happen. I'm, well, I'm so that was planned for the summer, so. right? Um, this past, yeah. <laughs> well, the summer of 2020, we were all going to go to Six Flags. And um, we've done that a few times, like me, Gamble Webb, Elvis, that whole crew. And uh, we had talked about it, but I, I think, obviously, by the time we got around to talking about it, I don't know if the world was already shut down or if it was about to. I don't remember the, the, the timeline real clear, but it's pretty clear that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So... I don't know. Maybe one of these days we'll we'll get to go. Oh, dude, it'd be so much fun. I love Six Flags. Good times. Yep. So but, you I know, mean, to kind of to kind of change gears, um, I know you had a couple of other like crazy injury stories. I don't know if you necessarily want to go into those. I know the match with Abyss we we've, we've talked about before, where you got pretty bloodied up. And yeah, and, that and, that that was like we we talked about the match, and that's you know a podcast and everything, but like. One of the so even prior to that, with just wrestling for this company, like I got the back of my head split open when somebody like it was it was the it was it was the show that you went down on yeah (laughs) so it's like oh shit like you know something happened with the breaker Aaron we need you to go out there like go out there have this impromptu match and then you know oh hey then something else happens and they bring a couple guys down and somebody drops a a title belt on the back of my head. Like Total freak there. accident too. Yeah. And it, you know, it's just like, Oh shit. The, the back of my head is busted open right now. And that's a trip to the emergency room. And, you know, thankfully I had insurance at the time, but it's just like, all right, cool. I've got, I've got, you know, four staples in the back of my head. And then we're running again on Saturday. And thankfully my ex-girlfriend, um, her, one of her bar regulars was a nurse. So before the show on Saturday, um, Oh, no, 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 no that's, not, that's not what happened. Um, Trey's wife, uh, Mina, took the staples out before the, the match with, with Wolf. Mm. <laughs> like, but like, literally the, the, next, the next Saturday. So, but with the Abyss match, I went and got, got busted open. You know, thought my, my insurance was in network since it had been, you know, a couple months prior when it happened before. And then... I end up going to work the next day with, or not the next day, but that Monday with eight stitches in the top of my head with people asking me like, what happened there? <laughs> it's yeah. just like, you know, uh, I, I ran into a chair. So, and then just getting to getting to tell that story. Well, I thought so, those were the fake chairs. <laughs> well, thankfully it wasn't anything like that. Like everybody was just like, what? And then, you know, I, I had the pictures to show them and they were just like, Oh shit. Like, I mean, th- thankfully it wasn't anything like that, but um, honestly, like more so than people saying it's fake was getting hit with that uh, that out of network um, bill for the emergency room. It's like I, w- I wish that was fake. What happened so, there? Like, what do you mean by I-, I don't understand the out of network thing? Was it just expired or what happened? No, so like I had insurance, and I had literally gone to that hospital. Uh, a couple months prior when the back of my head got split open. Right. Go after the abyss match. And they're like, I'm like, I'm going through. They, they've had me in there. They've got all my stuff. Everything looks like it's paid for. Everything's good. And like got everything done. And then a couple, um, about two months later, they met, they send me a bill and I'm like, what the hell's going on? The match was on February 3rd. Apparently my insurance didn't get, I had blue cross blue shield at the time. And apparently they didn't re-sign their contract with the hospital in Oklahoma by oh, three God. days. So I was out of network and they didn't, they didn't say anything to me at the time. And so I got hit with a, 
uh, I believe it was a seventeen hundred dollar bill for the emergency room because they also because they because they also gave me a cat scan that I didn't ask for. Right, they thought I was concussed. It's like I'm not concussed. I just got cut. So. Wow, but, I and, didn't. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I've heard that before, but I didn't know that that's what happened there. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's another thing, wonderful thing about wrestling. It's just like, yeah, that time that I was wrestling for that company, I got to wrestle, you know, people that I would never had the opportunity to wrestle. I got paid the most amount of money that I've ever been paid to wrestle. I got to go to Japan um, because of that company, but uh, the two trips to the emergency room did not cover anything, <laughs> like didn't cover what I made when I was wrestling there. No, so. not at all. It, and that's the weird thing about wrestling is it's so like, here, here's what pisses me off. And, and I've talked about this before on here, I'm sure. But I remember there's a company that wanted to, me to come down for a three shot deal. We want you to wrestle this guy, three shows. Here's what we want to do. And it was a pretty cool little plan. I was like, okay, that'll be fun. I, I'm down for that. I'm like, okay. What will it take? And basically, they want me to come down once a once a month for three months. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm down for that. I shoot them a very reasonable number, and they're like, well, we really can't do that. How about this? And they shoot me back a number, and I'm like, you do realize that I will be the number I shot you is my breaking even point. Like it's not like me profiting. That's me breaking even on gas and everything. Well, we really just can't do that. I'm like, then why did you call me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's such a weird thing about wrestling is no other industry would you, you know, travel in your own car, use your own gas, and get paid so little while also getting beat up in the process. It's a very interesting business. It it is, but like also like being – being removed from it and also like with the current climate and everything you just realize that how many people are like having to like undersell themselves and just the way the world is like we want to pay you the least amount of money for the most work sure and and with wrestling though like there's that whole like oh you gotta you know you you pay your dues and everything and at, at this point like i'm just like i completely understand that like but like and i feel like that's a thing that needs to happen but i'm also just like if I was talking to myself when I was first getting into wrestling, I was like, you make sure that your gas money is paid. Like yeah. you make sure that your trains is paid. Like even if you have to like get, you know, three other guys in a car with you, it's like, you make sure that no matter what you guys aren't losing money on this. Right. Like make sure you and paying your dues, like help set up the ring, help do this, but like make sure they pay you to get from point A to point B and then have merch. And then you can make your, your money off of that. But like, yeah, I mean, just that—that's a—that's a whole—that's a whole other topic. I, I like to—I like—I mean, if you know, you know, it's fake, right? It's like that's that's paydays in wrestling most of the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and again, nothing, nothing fake about that. You know, nothing fake about getting twenty bucks and thinking, well, okay, put ten in the gas tank, ten for the meal, and that's it. You know. Yeah. It just—it's—it so, it does kind of suck sometimes. And I mean, that—that's honestly like one of the reasons I stopped doing it was just because like. I mean, one, it hurts. It's not fake. It, it like taking bumps. It it sucks. <laughs> like I don't think that, I don't think there's anybody that likes taking bumps that that wrestles. Right. Um, but and then it was just one of those things where it's like at, at the end of the day, like I'd I'd much rather have some money in my bank account. Than... For sure, man. As you as you get older, you start realizing those adult decisions um will haunt you if you're not careful. Yeah. And I mean, like the the injuries too. Like they that definitely like sped up and the process, and also like kind of jaded me towards a lot of things too. And it's just like, yeah, it's not really worth it, you know. I mean, like I'm I I love that match that I had with Abyss, and I'm I'm very proud that I finished it. And you know, the the crowd reactions and uh, people. I mean, I I have people still message me about that, and it's it's great. But I have to look at myself in the mirror every day and see a you know see my forehead where I got cut. Right. And it's just like, I'm, I'm forever marked because, because of wrestling aside from, you know, uh, my back, um, feeling like I'm probably in my fifties right now and I'm 32. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a, uh, a brutal business on the body. That is for sure. Now, now I'm going to ask you another question because this is something that's always kind of baffled me to some degree. You know, people oftentimes refer to wrestling as fake or, 
you know, and I, and I had this argument one time. I, I just kind of had a wild hair, I guess, and I had this argument with a guy at work. And I know I've told this on here before, but he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, it's fake, though." And I was like, oh, it's, "It's really not fake because everything connects." Okay, we okay, but it's scripted. I was like, "Well, it's not scripted." Well, what do you mean? I was like, "I've never been handed a script." And he just kind of looks at me, you know, as Jim Cornette would say, like I had steam and turds coming out of my mouth, and I'm like. Is it, it's not choreographed because I mean, me and you have wrestled many times. We've never choreographed anything. We've talked nope. it out, but we've never choreographed it. So wrestling is not like anything else, and that's where I think it's so weird because I've never, I've never been like, like, hey, you want to go see the new Avengers movie? And someone be like, no, it's fake. Totally different situation, right? It, I mean, it's it's. It, I I feel like now it's not because because it is it is out there that it's not, you know, we're, we're not the cat's out of the bag. Like we're not trying right. to sell the illusion that this Toothpaste is, that this is out is of the real. Like, yeah. Like we, we like to blur the lines every now and then, but, um, I mean, my, my experience is now, like if, when, if somebody finds out that I wrestled or anything, it's just like, you know, so like, what, like, what is that? Like they, they want to know like more like inside baseball stuff than just be like, right. it's not. And so, I mean, the, I'm, you can cut this if you want to, if I'm saying too much, but like, I, I describe it as like a, a live action stunt show right? a lot of the time. And I mean, like, I'm not, I, I heard somebody say this, it's just like, we're not so focused on like who wins and who loses as opposed to like, just trying to tell a good story. <laughs> like, well, yeah. And that, and that's the whole thing is like, I could never, I, it would be like, to me, like say John Travolta signs on to a, to a film. Like he like he signs on to do the Punisher right in two thousand four, and he's like, okay, so I'm playing Howard Saint. Okay, you're the villain, and he's like, he's like, no, I, I need to win at the end. I need to I need to kill Freddy Castle. You know that doesn't work for me, brother. Like that yeah. obviously he knows if he's the villain, the baby face is going over right. So mm-hmm. it's that weird it's that weird like dichotomy of like like you said it's it's a live action stunt show. It's not about. It's not about wins and losses, which I think is what confuses people maybe that don't get it because they yep. look at like, because I don't know how many times. So did you win? Uh, no, I didn't. But it was a great match. Oh, maybe you'll win next time. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, like I, I say this all the time, like just jokingly. It's like, hey, guess what? It's like I get paid the exact same amount of money right? if I if I win or I lose. And like I've, I've always like. I, I guess like one of the, the knocks on me is I sometimes like I took myself a little too serious as far as like, you know, just try trying hard and everything. But it's just like I'm, I'm pretty sure that I lost more matches than I ever won in wrestling. Like the taking it serious thing was just like try to look like an athlete and actually respect what we're doing because like I did and I've made these sacrifices. And I I do look down on people that don't take this shit serious if they're getting into it. So, oh, I hundred percent agree, and I know Bret Hart. That was a big knock on him for years, as he took himself too seriously. But at the same time, like how many Bret Hart matches have stood the test of time? Quite a few, exactly. And and since you you brought Bret, this is a perfect segue for me. Um, I legitimately had an existential crisis this year because I I have been watching more old wrestling, and I've always been a Shawn Michaels guy, but I've just been watching a ton of Bret, and I'm like, oh, am I becoming a Bret Hart guy? Like, I'm just like, he's just so good. Like, I watched that Holy Grail, like, Tom McGee thing, and they right. ask uh, Sean Waltman, they're like, how good was Brett? And Sean's just like, he's as good as, as he said he was. And it's just like, yeah. Like, it just, it blows my mind, like, going back and watching his stuff. And I'm like, and that that's that's honestly, like, for me, like, being uh, removed from it now, and, like, I, 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 can, I can now watch it. I've been away from it long enough that I can watch it again as a fan, but I appreciate different things now than I did originally. So. When you, when you, when you say appreciate it differently, is that like someone's work rate that maybe you didn't appreciate back then or something? I mean, like I always like respected like Brett's like work rate, but like just like little things that people do in there. And I'm yeah, just like, yeah. okay, like it, it's, you know, if you've done it and, and you study enough of it, it's just like, yeah, it's like, this is why this person is like, is so great. And it's just little things that they do. So yeah, a guy for me that I, I, re- I appreciated so much more years later was a uh, Bobby Eaton watching him. I was just like, yes. Cause he, and he was never positioned as like a top guy really. I mean, maybe in the midnight express, he was more upper echelon, but even if you watch like his early nineties, WCW stuff, he's, you know, match three, match four, but damn, Dangerous Bobby Alliance. was so good. 
we've 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 talked about this on prior podcasts. It's like you just put the you know ninety two WCW roster. I'd put that thing against anybody. Right. Like that just those guys were were ridiculous. And I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's 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 very cool to like go back and you you watch guys and you just you appreciate different things after having watched it and you know so now i'm curious um because now obviously as we record this it's 2020 but about to be 2021 is your fandom still there and like when i say that like can you turn on like elimination chamber or any of these new pay-per-views and be into it or is it just kind of like eh, doesn't do it for you anymore so I'm like, again, we've talked about this, like, and if you know anything about me, I'm a huge Drew McIntyre fan, like, and have been. For, oh, you, yeah. Since like at least three and B, right? Yeah. Well, like even before that, like when he came in as the chosen one, like I was super like indie smart Mark. And I was just like, I was like, there's just something about this guy that I like. Like, I don't know why, but like when he, like, I, I've been following raw because like, uh, obviously this was after he he dropped the belt, but I'm just like, I, I, I was watching just solely to like support, support him and, you know, be a fan. And I just watched him like absolutely kill it. Um, somebody put up the, uh, the AEW pay-per-view on YouTube. And so I got to watch the Bucks versus FTR and Eddie Kingston versus uh, John Moxley. Okay. Like, so let's talk about the, the Bucks and FTR. How good was that match? It was incredible. Did you get to see it? I did. Yes. Okay. Like, uh, that's an easy match of the year candidate. I think I, I we've had some of the, like, honestly, there's a ton of matches of the year. Cause I, I, I watched that Walter Dragunov match from, uh, NXT UK. Um, I loved Roman and Jay Uso, the hell in a cell, which what's also crazy to think is like WrestleMania was this year, like that Firefly Funhouse match and the Boneyard match. And oh it's yeah. Just like, and it, it just, it seems so far away, but no, the, the biggest thing for me, like as a fan, I'm amazed that they pulled the trigger on having that match at a show with no fans or like not a packed stadium. Right. Cause I mean, like as far as like actual dream matches that we can get, like I, I feel like that was the one. And on top of that, it, I it just absolutely delivered. Like I, I love that match. I'm a huge fan of all four of those guys. So I'm looking forward to seeing them do more stuff. And like that, that I got to watch as a fan and just be like, it's, it's arguably like the two best tag teams of the last 20 years. And I just get to sit back on my couch and watch it and just be like, I'm a fan. So, yeah, I, I would agree. And you know, AEW, I know they, they do kind of miss the mark at times, but I feel like for the most part, they, they have still delivered a pretty damn good product. Like I, I'm, I've been pretty happy with everything they've done. I, I honestly don't follow a ton of their stuff. Like, uh, I have friends message me, but I have a, one of my best friends uh, in Wisconsin. He, he loves AEW. It's like what got him back into wrestling and he messages me stuff. And, but he knows like I'm an Eddie Kingston fan. So when he like, like Eddie Kingston showed up and challenged Cody and then, you know, uh, because he's, he's such a different performer. Like he was able to just like stand out there and like, he just, he made him into the pay-per-view against, against John Moxley. And like, he wasn't even on the roster at the beginning of the year. So I think that's awesome too. And that's, that's something that's just so cool is it's this dude who's just been grinding for so long. Like, and we talk about like sacrifices that we've done and everything. And it's just like, you, you can list off the stuff that he's had to do and, and like to see him finally get that opportunity was fantastic. No. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the whole thing. Like I remember, you know, Scott Dawson. Dash, or I mean, I know he's Dax Harwood now, but uh, Dash was not there in NXT when I was there, but Dawson was. And I remember seeing him come in thinking, like, this dude's like 5'10". He's not ripped up, you know, bald. He must be really good in the ring. And then I saw him work, and I'm like, oh, he definitely is really good in the ring. But I really didn't know he would be a guy they'd ever did anything with because, you know, what do you do? And... And like he could always work, he was always a hell of a worker. But then it was like then him and now Cash Wheeler teamed up, and they they kind of struggled there for a long time and did some stuff. And they were like the mechanics for a little while. I I remember that. And then I think once they got the name the Revival, it kind of hit, and I was like, okay, their gimmick is their old school. I love it. And honestly, I think um, them leaving WWE and going to AEW is probably the smartest thing. I'm hit, I I'm hearing rumors, and I don't know this for a fact. By the time this drops, this will definitely be you know, not news anymore, but I've heard they actually are leaving AEW already and plan to go to Japan 
at least for a little while. I don't know if that's a, a full-time deal, if they're coming back to AEW. I'm not sure the specifics, but um, I just felt like that, that was such a refresher to the tag team division there because it's like all the matches, like them and the Lucha Brothers was really good, and um, them and, and the Bucks was obviously really good. Them versus Kenny and Hangman was awesome. Like lots of just fun possibilities there that I was I was glad that they, they went over when they did. Yeah, I mean, they're those two i i'm such a fan of them legitimately i've i've had the conversation i'm i'm big on lists like top 5 and everything and the two out of three falls match that those guys had with uh gargano and champa from uh, takeover is like my favorite tag team match of all time it's in my top 5 matches and just seeing them like like be able to cuz i mean it it sucked like I, I I hate like talking like this now. It, I, it's just it's one of those like cringe things for me now. But like seeing them like go to the main roster and then like not be used properly after you saw like everything that they were able to do in NXT and like you know ma- pretty much like main event pay per views and go out there and like just absolutely kill it. And then it's so nice to see them go and have this like thirty plus minute match against the Young Bucks. And it's just like, yeah, that's that's what I want to see. Like, I, I as much like I love characters. I loved seeing Jericho and uh, MGF do the uh, the musical number. But for the most part, for me, it's like wrestling is what. That's why I watch wrestling. <laughs> is the actual wrestling. Well, and I also think it's cool the fact that AEW does kind of deliver on all fronts. Where it's like there is going to be some entertainment that's a little over the top, but there are they are going to give you the stake. You know, they they are going to give you the wrestling. And yep. that to me, like that full gear pay-per-view, I think that's probably the best one they put on that I've seen anyway. And it had several, like I thought Cody and uh, Darby Allen was really good. Um, there, there were several like really good matches. So I thought that that was, that was a cool thing. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm very much rooting for AEW. I won't deny that because I want there to be a secondary company because, you know, I've, t- I've talked to Bain about this. We did a podcast about this just today, actually, about how when WCW stopped, it was like, I remember turning on TNT out of habit and it's a TV movie. And I'm like, Oh shit, that's gone. Well, like that was a well, horrible you, feeling for me. Well, can you imagine right now in the climate that we're in, if AEW didn't exist, right? Like, I mean, WWE's like, yeah, they're independent shows and that's a complete, that's a completely different topic. <laughs> like I could go on a, a, a rant about uh, independent shows and whether or not I feel like they should be happening right now. But, um, like WWE would literally be the only game in town for people to work and, and, and make a living right now. Yeah. Very much. So that, I mean, that, that's a, that's a great thing that like AEW's around, but I mean, like, I mean, hell does that make like impact? Like the number threes, are they the ECW right now? Like, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, so there's, I mean, there's three places in North America, like where you can go and you can work. Right. I mean, mean, maybe not, maybe not make, maybe not make a huge living, but you know, you can get a paycheck. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting because, you know, the the live event aspect of wrestling has been such a, a part of it, but you know, like T V shows, they don't most of them don't have a live studio audience. That's not a thing anymore, right? I mean uh, that that's 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 a thing that's so like you know, it's like the 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 crowd laughing or with uh like w- if you're like watching like a sitcom or something, like you hear the crowd laugh the and laugh track that's yeah, and that's what it is like with WWE now. Like, they like phoned in, like or like they pipe in like the holy shit chant, like during stuff, and like one, two, and like the big kick out. I'm just like, ah, oh, man, like, I like I I think it's great that there's there's still wrestling, but I'm just like, oh god, it's like it's just so overproduced now. Like, so, like moments don't necessarily feel as organic as they should. Uh, a friend of mine about a year or two ago, we were talking about wrestling and and about it today and he goes here's 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 my opinion i will never say what it is today is wrong it's just not for me he said it makes money so it can't be wrong but i just it's not what got me into the business it's not what i enjoy and i'm like fair enough you know because yeah. you know like there's to I, me watching something older I, I will get so much more out of that than something new but maybe that's just because the generational gap i don't know it, it's <laughs> i mean it, it, it it's ultimately that whole like you know it's it's not, it's not your thing anymore. Like you, it's, uh, I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing, but there's that, that Simpsons moment where like, it's a, the flashback and it's like Homer and uh, Barney, like listening to rock and roll. 
and his his dad like coming in and being like, "What is this?" And he's just like, "You don't know what this is because you're not with it." And he's just like, "I used to be with it, <laughs> but then they changed what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wasn't with it anymore, and it's gonna happen to you too." And like, I I feel like I'm getting there more and more every day, and but I mean, like that's just part of getting older. <laughs> so it definitely is, you know. Um... What's funny, like in 2002, 3, 4, 5 even, dude, I didn't miss an episode of Raw. Like, no. there was just not, that you was not an option. In, you, were, you were tuned in for that HLA, man. You better believe it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and proudly so, I, I, I must admit. Like, I think most of us were like, you know, ooh, a lingerie pillow fight. Awesome. Oh, you know? this, this, is, this is the crazy thing, though, is like, I mean, we we have like those rose those rose colored glasses and everything, and it's with a lot of stuff. But it's also like we don't necessarily like what's going on today. And then a lot of the stuff, if we actually like go back and watch it, like it just doesn't age well. Yes. Like, and then thankfully there's like some of those like sweet spots where it's just like, this is awesome. This is why I liked it. This is why I wanted to wrestle. This is why I did all of these like crazy dumb bullshit things like like slept on floors like drove crazy distances for no money like and i mean for for me now like being removed from it and being able to like watch it again as a fan it's just like i don't because i for a while there i didn't think i'd be able to like go back and actually like watch it as a fan right and but um it, it's just nice to be able to like watch it and be like okay this is why i did this yeah like, yeah, I know for me, um, watching stuff with my nephew has helped because he's so he's so innocent to the business as far as like he doesn't take it more than just face value. Mm-hmm. And that that's been a very eye opening thing where it's like he does he he believes the fiend is a monster. You know what I mean? He believes that Braun Strowman's the toughest guy in, in WWE. Like he believes all that stuff. And that's awesome. It is awesome. And it's like it, I told him Roman Reigns was a bad guy, and just the look on his face of like what? Like, I, you know, I might as well just delivered the worst news I could have. Yep. And, and then I told him the new day broke up and every day he's like, Uncle Ryan, is uh, there's a new day back together. And I was like, no, not yet, pal. And yeah. That, like, that oh. was, you know, it's just that weird. It's that weird thing of like, he gets it, you know, he gets the stories, but he's so, he's so bought in. And part of me oh, wishes yeah. I could be too, but it, I guess it's just, it's too hard. I mean, I, I remember like, I mean, you know, being a kid, I like what Survivor Series '96. Sure, Psycho Sid beat Shawn Michaels for the championship. I cried myself to sleep that night. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's like Shawn Michaels lost the title. So I mean, like, it's 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 one of those things, and it's cool that there's that there's another like generation that that's getting passed on to that yeah. you know is fans, and you know maybe like some of them are gonna you know keep watching and grow up and you know want to do this and they'll either be independent wrestlers or they're, you know, they'll make it or, you know, and you know, they'll have their stories just like we do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say, man, because this business is so unique and it changes. I feel like so much. And, you know, we also grew up during a period where wrestling got really hot with the attitude era. And I remember being in school, not really telling people that I watched wrestling and, you know, I, I would, you know, if I thought that they were into it, but I didn't just, advertise it next thing i know i'm seeing wolfpack shirts in the hallway you know it's like well what yep. what's going on here and you know everyone's into wrestling and then it felt like a couple of years nobody was into it and it's, it's they i mean you you watch you watch interviews and they just talk about like how it goes in cycles yeah and i mean it's i mean especially now with the way the world is there's just there's so much like content to watch like not even just wrestling just you know entertainment and they're they're battling for that but i mean all it takes is literally like uh something to go viral and how many people see it right absolutely like and i mean i mean i and i know like all the all the stuff going around with him right now but i mean like joey ryan like he was able to make a living like off of one like viral video yeah in wrestling so, in I mean, think about all the guys that got famous through the internet, like Twitter. Like, I don't even know if any yeah. of them can wrestle. You know, <laughs> yeah, because exactly. I've never seen it. I've seen I've seen pictures and they're, heard their name, but I've never seen them actually work. 
So can they work? I have no idea. It's yeah, it's a very interesting, uh, a very interesting business. And you know, like I said, it, like I would have never guessed. Obviously, like the 2020 would have happened like it did, and like it kind of just halted everybody as far as pro wrestling is concerned. And I everything like I that. I feel so bad for the guys that we're seriously grinding in 2019 and we're getting oh, ready yeah. to, like to be on the verge of like breaking out. And then this happened. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm very lucky that I had a job that I had money put away and that, uh, that I was able to get unemployment. But for the guys that this was ha- how they did everything, like I cannot imagine the struggle that they're going through with, with everything that's going on right now. Yeah. It's, it's, that would definitely be a hard thing to, to do and you know i remember seeing a bunch of things like hey buy our shirts do this and i was like dude i mean i want to help but what if i don't have a job next week you know yeah i don't need this t-shirt I mean, so it's it's kind of a it was it was difficult for everybody for sure yep and you know hopefully hopefully it gets it gets turned around and we can have some normalcy again in the next year or two yeah now so one thing i, I do want to do and i haven't done this on all the episodes but i think it might be a fun thing to have with every guest is there a match out there that maybe doesn't get enough love that people should check out that you can think of off the top of your head. Okay. So this was, this was my go-to for a long time where um, I was like, Oh, like, and, and it's, and it's weird now. Cause they, you know, they, they feuded this year, but I believe it's 2004 vengeance. It's edge versus Randy Orton for the intercontinental championship. And this is like, Orton, Legend Killer, and Edge just coming back from injury as a babyface. I do, I do remember that match. I don't, I don't remember watching it real closely, but I remember it being good. Yes, I mean, I, I mean, and they, they do the crisscross spot in it, and I think that's one of the like the big reasons that it stands out for me. I'm just like, oh man, they busted out of like a crisscross spot in 2004, but yeah, that that's that's one that I would say like if you, I mean, it's on the network too, so I, I definitely say go check that one out. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's what I, I haven't done this with all the episodes because I'm kind of recording these out of order. But that might be something I start doing with some of the some of the. I, I like wrestlers. it, and I'm 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 curious to see what people come up with off the top of their head. Well, and and I may and I and I kind of just thought of that as I was talking to you because I was like maybe I should prepare that for people and cause, but I know you're such an encyclopedia that wouldn't have been well, an issue I, for you. But I, I like I like the fact that it came off the cuff because it makes people think on that. So yeah, you got to work on the fly, brother. Well, and, and what's funny, like I'll, I'll go and throw these out there for me. There's two that I would say that off the top of my head, I was like, these are matches you need to watch. One of them is actually Randy Orton again and Christian over the limit. I think it's 2011. It was 2011 because that's the one that has. Okay, that's just a pay per view that's crazy because I think the main event is John Laurinaitis versus John Cena. The, yeah, I think you're right. But that that show also, I'm pretty sure, has Punk and uh, Danielson on it. Uh, that sounds right. Yep. And I, but, I, I, yeah. I was, it's either 2011 or 2010. I'm not sure, but that's where it's where Christian It was 2011. Cause Christian won the world title. And then four days later, he dropped it to Orton. Yep. And that, that was, was that, that yeah. Was and that, I remember that match just being absolutely freaking incredible. Christian and Orton had incredible chemistry. Oh so. yeah. But I remember like that one in particular, they countered every special move. The other one did. And I was just like, that completely changed my whole perspective on wrestling. Cause I was like, Oh, that's why, you know, when edge does the spear, he needs to be in the corner doing his setup and hit it a hundred times. That way that 101st time when you reverse it, it's a big deal. You know, like, yes, it changed my whole perspective on how to put a match together. I was like, damn, that was good. And, uh, and that, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, and to like, that was right before I started training to wrestle. Yeah. Too. So I started training to wrestle in 2012. So, that was my like last watching it as a fan. Another a match that comes to mind, and kind of for completely different reasons, but I just thought it was an incredible match was uh, uh, the Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express at Wrestle War ninety. Okay, that one was actually on the uh, Rise and Fall of WCW DVD, and it was just a really really good tag match. Had like if you're a tag team wrestler. There are so many things that you could modify from that match and just steal from. So good. I mean, that, I, I mean, you're saying Rock and Roll Express. It's just like if you're trying to be a good babyface, just watch Ricky Morton. Like, 
Well, but they had this one spot. I'll kind of explain it to you as we're wrapping up here because it was just so good. Where um, Eaton is in the ring. He takes something from Robert Gibson. And he's selling and he tags out to Stan Lane. And he kind of, you know, Stan Lane comes in, throws the big clothesline. Uh, uh, Robert Gibson picks him up for the big atomic drop. Like the old school, like where he's way up in the air, you know. And so Eaton at this point now sees that Stan Lane's in trouble. So he rushes back into the ring. At that point, Gibson drops him. The Midnights hit heads, and they both spell out on opposite sides of the ring. And then they start arguing with each other, and Cornette's trying to calm them down. And I'm like, damn, that was so simple but so good, you know? Like, instead of having to do anything too physical, it's just like a choo-choo-choo, boom, everyone's out. You know, I was like, man, that's good stuff. And, and I feel I feel like a lot of that old school like Memphis stuff could really get over today because there's so many people that aren't necessarily doing that. Right. Um, also, real quick, this one just came to my mind. Um, it is a Saturday night's main event. It is Hulk Hogan versus Terry Funk. Cannot remember which year it is. I think it's 86. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, it's Hogan doesn't necessarily like have his like tried and true like Hulk up comeback yet and everything. And it's Terry Funk just being Terry Funk and like the beginning of like Hulkamania and. It is just so good because it's just like two guys that are absolute like masters of their craft and they just have everybody in the palm of their hands and they don't do a million moves or anything. But it's just like if you if you are a wrestler, you know what you're looking for. You're just watching like two guys like absolutely like kill it. And it's it's one of those like random matches that popped up on YouTube for me. And I highly recommend checking that one out. It's the greatest match to ever happen on January 4th. Wow, so that would have been probably January of 86 then. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, some people just uh, shat themselves with that comment, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to trying to get that heat, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I, I appreciate you being on, man. This is so much fun. Um, you be like, I don't even know if we really scratched the surface on anything, but I just felt like it was a fun conversation, man, just kind of it, just it talking was, wrestling. It, it, it always is with us too. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where it's, it's 2020. Like we haven't gotten to talk as much either. So sometimes you and I, it can be a little long winded on things <laughs> when we start going. So we start with battle dome and we end with the funker, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the way of the world, man. I love it. Well, dude, I appreciate you being on. I hope we can do it again down the road. For sure. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, thank you guys for checking out episode two of You Know It's Fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in pro wrestling. And, of course, a big thank you to my buddy Aaron Anders for being on the show. I, I have a very strong feeling he'll uh, he'll be on the show again. Um, he's one of those guys, kind of like Jack Gamble and, and other people you'll see, where I, it doesn't matter how many times I podcast with him. We always just... We chop it up. We have a good time. We tell stories, and uh, I'm, I was excited for everyone to get to hear it. So this is also the first time me and Aaron have ever done a podcast through Skype. Um, you know, a lot of things happening right now with uh, with COVID, obviously, and then you know just logistics of travel. And you know, he's not really wrestling. I'm not really wrestling, so we don't see each other in person as much. So it's definitely one of those things where it's like, well, I'm glad we have Skype when we need it. So that's good. So. Um, again, once again, thank you to Aaron for being on the show this week. And, of course, next week I'm going to announce my guest. He is a Reality of Wrestling Grand Slam champion. The final boss, Ruthless Ryan Davidson. I am very excited to talk to Ryan Davidson. Oddly enough, you know, he was a guy that I when I pitched this podcast idea... Because he's one of those guys, I, I, I really respect his opinion. Don't tell him I said that, you know, because he's a sack of shit. <laughs> totally kidding. But, you know, I do respect his opinion. And so when I pitched him, I was like, what if I did a show called, you know, it's fake, right? And that being said, it's like, it's us battling this phrasing or thought process that a lot of people have about pro wrestling. He was, I think, a little less than convinced that it was a good idea. But I think after he thought about it, he was like, "You know, this is not a, this is not a bad idea. This is an interesting concept to dive into because it's so 
jarring, I think is the word he used. And that really stuck with me. It is jarring, right? I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, a wrestler itself, guy in the business, someone who is in some way associated with this industry, we don't like that word. And to talk about our experiences with it is, it's not the easiest thing in the world either. So that will be our guest next week for episode three. Now, one thing I want to talk about, um, I brought this up last week on episode one about how how amazing the intro song is that Big Underscore Bane did. And he did. He killed it with that intro song. Could not have been more happy with it. But another guy I want to shout out is Jason Wolf. Jason Wolf took a basic idea that I had and absolutely killed it with the cover art. Because essentially, I was like, well, I don't really know. I kind of want it to be, you know, some legends of wrestling people who I look up to, bloody faces, and kind of like um, almost Mount Rushmore-esque. I think people use that term a lot, the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, which I wasn't really going for that specifically. I was just wanting to go for, you know, the Hansons, the Brodies. Harley, obviously, was an important one. Uh, Flair made sense, you know, because he was iconic. Crimson Mask, as they say. And he kind of made it look like, uh, you know... Like with the pillars and stuff, like he made it have a cool look. And again, I wanted cover art that kind of like caught people's attention. I wanted them to stop and look like, well, what's this? And you know, the term, you know, it's fake, right? Right above that is definitely uh, intriguing, I think, to most people. So, you know, I've already shouted out Big Underscore Bane for the intro song, which I mean, he absolutely kills it if you guys haven't heard. He also does my outro song. I, I was able to borrow the song Paul Orndorff. From his Bane's uh, was a Bane's World album, yes, that he did back in uh, 2017. But you can find that on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. It's actually, I think, one of his more underrated songs. It's really good, but I think it slides under the radar a bit, which sometimes happens. He made a music video actually featuring me and Rex Andrews from Reality of Wrestling a couple of years ago. That's on YouTube, so check that out as well. But you know, I, like I said, um, spoiler alert: Bane will be a guest on this show. Jason Wolf will be a guest on the show, but. It, to me, it's really cool to uh, to have all these people kind of as a part of this concept show that I'm doing. So that's all I got for this week. Again, thank you to Aaron Anders for joining me on the show. Um, next week will be episode three featuring Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Really excited to dive in and talk with him. So thank you guys for checking out. You know it's fake, right? I'm Brian Breaker. You can follow me on social media at Brian Breaker ODR on Twitter at Brian Breaker on Instagram. They're in the show notes, of course. And then all my t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com or Whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour for our G.I. Joe inspired logo. All that stuff's available through my social media. And remember, it's the late, great Johnny Valentine would say, I can't make you believe that wrestling is real, but I sure as hell can make you believe that I am. I'm Brian Breaker, and we'll see you guys next week. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. Been around for a minute, and I can stand toe to toe with the best of the minute. Don't give a damn about critics, they talk a lot, but at the end of the night, I'm selling the tickets. All the tough guys avoid me, the ladies all adore me. Paparazzi record me, I can put on a clinic on my opposers. Are...